<laughs> what up, y'all? I got long enough to get hit. I know. I know. I'm, I was scared. I was scared. Uh, episode, what are we? Uh, well, we just posted episode three today. So. We've got Kelsey and, yeah. So that, math, that, five. five? Yeah. All right. Episode five. 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 I used to my Bible number. Ooh. There you go. And if you couldn't tell by her lovely voice, joining us today is Miss Lindsay Wagoner. <laughs> That's my wife. Hey, That's Brian's what a wife. Podcast today. I I was thinking about this the other day. Episode one. Were you unmarried at that point? Yes, I was. Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't have a wife yet. So yeah. Hey, <laughs> look at you're growing up before our ears. Right? Yeah, I am. <laughs> Hopefully this never gets video. <laughs> oh man, that's pretty high speed. I don't. I, I yeah, think I next right. step is three microphones because every week yeah, right? I'm listening. I'm like. Sometimes, like, someone will say something really profound, and yeah. then they, like, lean they back lean in their back. chair, like, yeah, and then we start to lose what they're saying. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, I'm great at projecting. So. Well, that's good. I but feel like I mean, I'm a loudmouth. So. Honestly, next step, let's get a futon. Let's get some couches. Just couches. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself. These are comfy chairs. We are in a yeah, no, I, do, I do like this. I like the desk. I like the little space we have. It's nice. It's just we, we just need to figure out a better way to more equally pick up everyone's voices. Yeah, but... Perfect. It'll be, you know, that's next step, next step. Yeah. So. Baby steps. So, yeah. Anyways. Well, thanks for uh, jumping in, Linz. Um, yes. I, I feel like we keep changing stuff on people because I kind of try to tell them the, the lineup of the next few weeks and then stuff happens and people have to sh- shuffle around. And... I've just considered myself on call from like the beginning. So. Solid. Well, Always ready. We, I yeah, for sure appreciate it. It's super <laughs> nice having that as available and so. So uh, yeah, well we're we're stoked to have you on. Um, so let's get into it. Okay. All right. Um, I'm gonna say some dumb things. Yeah, I I know it's gonna be yeah. great. It's gonna be great. <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna exist. try to not say awkward new married stuff oh, because yeah. <laughs> you know we don't want to make anyone feel too uncomfortable. <laughs> too uncomfortable. Maybe just, just a, a little, little bit. Just a little. Just a little. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Liz, did you grow up in the church? I did not. I, yeah, I didn't. Um, my dad comes from a Catholic background. So I've been to, which this was actually funny when I met Brian, we were like, I was talking about Catholic mass and he was like, what are you talking about? And I like just assumed that everyone had had that experience and not, that's not true at all. So I grew up going to like Catholic mass every once in a while. Um, but my like immediate family didn't attend church really. Um, we would go on holidays occasionally when I got into high school. Um, my mom and I would go sometimes, but like my dad pretty much like if it wasn't Catholic church, he wasn't going to go, but he also didn't go to Catholic church. So, um, but yeah, my mom and I would go together, um, occasionally, but it was not like a part of our family culture or anything we talked about outside of holidays, basically. Sure. My, my, my dad lovingly calls them two first. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so what's Christmas Easter? Easter. That's right. Christmas and Easter. Um, so, like, was it a evangelical church that you went to in Corvo, or was it... Um, no, it was, like, a pretty... They're actually pretty similar to Cultivate. Like, I mean, Cultivate is, like, a Baptist church, but it was, like... I don't know. I don't really know a lot about that kind of thing. But okay. I would just equate it with very similar to this. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think they consider themselves non-denominational, but okay. environment-wise, very similar to yeah. Cultivate. Honestly, I don't have a problem with the non-denominational tag as long as you love Jesus, right? Yeah. Like, I feel like sometimes that whole the denomination thing can kind of be 
You kind of get caught up in it. Well, it's more divisive than it is yeah. helpful sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Like I get that there are sometimes some people are not comfortable with, you know, an electric guitar and then a drum yeah. set on Sunday mornings. And, you know, that's fine. Yeah. It's personal preference stuff. Like, whatever. You know, if yeah. you prefer hymns on a piano and that's it, like, great. Go, yeah. to a, go to a denomination that that's their vibe and that's their deal. But I just don't love it when, yeah, if it becomes more of a, divisive mm-hmm, thing yeah. or a like, turn off yeah yeah or right. it's, it's just good to know it. what you're yeah. getting yourself or going into yeah yeah but I, what i what i struggle with is when people like ask what your denomination is or like yeah. what are you yeah and it's like i love jesus like, right that's, that's right. Like, right right, I right. Should like, be the first i'm not question. identifying myself as right what denomination my church is sure mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah i mean i think it was ryan has talked about like open-handed issues and closed-handed yes. issues yes. you know what i mean right so as long as like you know, there's those things that are close-handed issues, like the person and work of Jesus Christ. Right. And as long as like, as long as like that stuff is in order, yeah. I'm not really sweating some of the other stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. So that's why I feel like sometimes denominations can, you know, they have yeah. a purpose. But I think if they become too important, then maybe we're losing some of the some of the opportunities for fellowship among churches, which yeah. I think is sad. Yeah, totally. But I mean, I went from. You know, we left Mormon church. I went to uh, a four-square church, yeah. which is, you know, pretty charismatic, yeah. Pentecostal. Yeah. Um, you know, so, and then Pursuit, West Valley Pursuit Cultivate is mm-hmm. a little, I mean, a little less so. Yeah. I mean, you still see people raising their hands on a Sunday morning yeah. and things like that, but... Uh, you don't see some of like the flag waving and stuff that mm-hmm. you might see as some more charismatic. Yeah. But again, mm-hmm. who cares That's, if you want to wave yeah. a flag and worship Jesus? Yeah. Like yeah. some people That's might true. be made uncomfortable by that yeah. for whatever reason. Right. Yeah. But does that mean that that group of people loves Jesus or under or doesn't under you know loves Jesus less or doesn't mm-hmm. understand the work as much? You know, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. And I think that is like a great thing about. I mean, obviously, like I want to raise my children in the church, but I think me coming in to a faith or like a church family and not having a denominational background like I don't really know what is what and so like for me like I can be pretty not really but a little bit demonstrative in worship and like I'm very comfortable like using my body to worship and for me like that isn't weird yeah but I think if I had like identified with like oh I've come from this church background therefore I should be doing this Mm -hmm. right like Exactly. I just don't know any better, so I just do yeah. whatever I want, basically, yeah. right. which I think is good. And, it, like, then it's, like, very spirit-led and not, yeah. like, oh, I should or shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. How'd you just cultivate? Uh, <laughs> I, so I, I, t- I did not attend West Valley. I was, like, in high school, I think, when that was going on. But, yeah. Um, so I, I moved to Monmouth when I was uh, a sophomore in college. So I went to Linfield College in McMinnville for a year and a half and then moved here. Um, and was, like, I mean, I sort of started developing, like, a relationship with Jesus in high school, but it didn't get serious until college, I think, when I was on my own. Right. Um, and so... I was like, I, but I had never experienced like a church family or felt like a part of a church. Um, and so I was still driving down once I moved to Monmouth, I was still driving down to Corvallis to go to church, like by myself, really. Um, sometimes my mom would come with me and actually it's really funny how I got started going to pursue. I (laughs) was sort of seeing a guy 
not mm-hmm. Ryan. This is before Ryan. And it's a great he story. like pre Brian. It was yeah. a total line. But I thought, I, I bought it at the time. He was like, oh, I just want a girl that's going to, like, lead me closer to God or whatever. And I was like, cool, me too. Okay. <laughs> and um, so I was like, oh, well, like, let's go to church sometime. And so I was going to pick him up and take him down to my church in Corvallis. Um, but we were, like, running late. And so I didn't have time to, we wouldn't have been down to Corvallis in time. So I said to him, I was like, oh, well, like, some of my friends from Young Life go to this church called Pursuit. Do you want to just go there? Because we had time to get there. And he was like, sure, why not? So I actually, the first time I ever went to Pursuit was with my ex-boyfriend, but <laughs> then that ended and it was really rough and I kept going because I liked it so much. And I don't remember the first time we went, but this, the next time that I went after we had broken up and I was kind of like all sad, Ryan was preaching on Jonah. It was like the Jonah series. And I still remember the, like, he like compared a passage in Jonah to this like fairy tale story as he does all the time about like this princess that was like sleeping um in the witch's house and if she had woken her up in the, I don't even remember the story basically it was all about how like sometimes god like interrupts you or like changes something that at the time you don't doesn't feel comfortable yeah. but if he had let you continue down that path it would have been really destructive for you and I was like, oh my gosh, it's so relatable right now. <laughs> and so that was how I got connected at Pursuit and I just kept going. And um, I was involved with Young Life at Central and a bunch of those guys went to Pursuit also. So I hung out there and got really connected. And that was the first time that I had been like, oh, this is like what a community feels like. And it's what it feels like to feel more at home in a church, not just like someplace you go, but actually mm-hmm. something you're a part of. Um, and then obviously when we merged with um, Central. So- uh, here we are. So, and I've been at Cultivate since we merged. So, it's awesome. So, <laughs> when you, I love that you were just like, "Hey, never been here before." Yeah. Like I'm running late. Let's just go there. Yeah, right. Was that when that was that uh like when we were meeting above Subway or yeah. was that okay? Mm-hmm. okay. Which to, was like, like such a I don't know. It. I feel like that yeah, was right. such a like cool college kid aesthetic. Like oh the brick the brick wall. Yeah, the, the exposed like, brick. Yeah. <laughs> Full long after worship service. Yeah, it's a very millennial like vibe in there. Cool so. combo. Yeah, it was a cool awesome. spot. It was a cool spot. Oh, I wish I could have seen that. The season cool. served us well, but uh, yeah, yeah, just trying to place place your timeline. Yeah, we weren't we weren't there for a long time with me. Like I probably six months or something before we went to MES. Mm-hmm. But yeah, cool. Here we are. Here we are. Love that. Mm-hmm. And so, how long have you been involved in Young Life then? Um, so I, I was kind of involved as a middle school kid. So I went to camp a couple times, but not really. Um, I mostly was involved as a leader. When I moved to Monmouth, I got connected with, um, the Salem area, which covers Monmouth and, um, led at Central for last year was my fourth year, third year. No, last year was my third year. Cause this year my girls are seniors. Yeah. So, um, and right now, like, it's gotten to the point now where um, there's not as much, like, leadership um, in our area. And so it's more just, like, mm-hmm. I just connect with the girls. But I've been walking with the same kids since they were freshmen um, and they're seniors this year. So, yeah. But it's also, like, you get, like, you mentor and, like, disciple your kids. But also there's this, like, community aspect of it with, like, other leaders and yeah. um, staff people that, like, you also receive a lot of, like, spiritual guidance i feel like especially as a younger leader so mm-hmm. um yeah i've been connected there i'm still pretty well connected with yeah. AI. yeah i remember kind of my like young life wasn't really a, th- a thing 
in this area when I went mm-hmm. through high school. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I kind of heard it's a few few years back it being talked about. I didn't really understand what it was, but I remember my first kind of interaction was. I think it was like the same month as the merge mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when we did you guys did the the pickup here load all the kids on the bus yeah. to go to camp yeah, we did and, our like camp send off yeah a big camp send off and i didn't i mean i didn't really know anything about it but i was like well i want to you know yeah i want to pray and, and love on some kids so yeah. i was like yeah i'll come on and you know mm-hmm. so that was really cool to see just people come and pray yeah. for those kids and yeah that was probably the coolest year of i mean i've taken girls to camp for three years and that was probably the best I mean, they're all great, but yeah. we had so many new kids and kids that like, we just had like the most radical conversations, like just because mm-hmm. at, at Young Life Camp, you have like one-on-ones with all of your kids and um, just kind of talk about, okay, like you've heard the gospel story, like what, what do you think? And it's yeah. like a no pressure thing, but it's yeah. just like, like it, yeah. it kind of demands an, a response, you yeah. know? Um, and just like the coolest conversations and all of those girls and the guys that we brought to, but my girls, like they were all like super well-known kids at the school. And so watching their influence, like from going to camp and, and being involved that following year at school, like kids were like random new kids were showing up to young life club all the time because these girls had like such an influence in the school and had so many friends that they would just be like, yeah, sure. Come. And all of a sudden young life became like, cool instead of like this weird like what are those weird people doing on Monday nights (laughs) so yeah that was a really cool year that's awesome well I want to go back a little bit just because I uh talked you talked about kind of like you your first year in college where it's Mm kind of like the rubber meets the road kind of yeah and I like that was a struggle for me when I was in college I really had a hard time I had a tough time finding a church when Mm -hmm. I was going to school and I just settled for going to the college campus ministry service they had. Mm-hmm. And not that that's not great. I think that's a great thing. But I wonder if you could talk about, because I feel like that there is, um, there's a lot of value in being plugged into a church mm-hmm. yeah. that has all the age demographics. Yeah. You got people that are in all seasons of life and you can, you get to witness people walking out their faith, yeah. you know, people that just recently graduated people that are now raising young kids. Like I've, I always, I've always felt like there's really value in, in being around and those different, different demographics and having exposure to people that are continuing to walk their faith out after Mm -hmm. the season that you're in. And sometimes I feel like, um, I mean, for me, I got real complacent in college and I was like, well, I'll just go to the Wednesday night thing and, 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 call that good but i feel like looking back on it now it's like wow i really missed i missed out on you know because i think about like you guys the way you guys have you know loved and poured into our kids you Mm -hmm. know i i missed out you know you know how how many opportunities did i miss out on to Mm -hmm. love on you know middle school and high school age kids that you know i could have been interacting with at a church service on sundays if i had made more of an effort to to get into a community and find a church home mm-hmm. while I was, yeah. you know, going to school. Yeah, definitely. That's the joy about Young Life too, is that mm-hmm. that's what it gives you is that community. Like, mm-hmm. like I, when I first got involved in Young Life, I wasn't going to a church. I just went to Young Life. Mm-hmm. And then after I came back from camp for the first time, for the first time ever, someone asked me what I believed in. 
And so that was when I was like, okay, this has like, I want to pursue this more. Yeah. It was like, after that's when you start to get into that, like, this is what church is like. This is like what community looks like. And like, ever since then, like, I'm grateful for that every, every, every day of my life because it's like, I wouldn't have that type of community yeah. or like have met my wife or anything like that if it wasn't for what I found in community. Right. Church and community right. life. Yeah. And I think, I mean, that's like some of the value that we have gained in yeah. the church merge is that like we have like a church demographic that is like a very wide range of ages, wide ranges, even of like, we talked about denominations, like people that come from different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly like the, we have room to grow diversity wise, but it's just really cool to be in a multi-generational church. Yeah. yeah. Um, specifically in regards to like missional communities, because, mm-hmm. you know, it's one thing to like say hi to someone on a Sunday, but I mean, there are people in our missional community that like they're, 30 40 years older than me like yeah. i maybe not 40 but <laughs> they're quite a bit older than me yeah. and they're not people that i would probably just like hang out with hang out with yeah, yeah. but they add so much value to my life and i think we add value to their lives like yeah. just the the age range and like i don't know even thinking about our marriage like i not that anyone's ever ready for marriage but how much less prepared would we be mm-hmm. or like have less of an understanding of what marriage looks like if we didn't have the calls and the musics yeah. and other families in our church that we have yeah. like looked at and yeah. been like, and like oh like this is their marriage yeah live it out. yeah and not just in like the happy-go-lucky like yeah. you know what I mean like we, we literally <laughs> see you literally live real. with them yeah. like we know <laughs> what you know and so that is a really special thing about I think about cultivate in particular is um or I'm sure other churches are like this too but that we gained when we merged was mm-hmm. like wow because it I think pursuit was a pretty young yeah demographic yeah. for sure um so, so that's cool. And, and like you said, like for me in college, like young life was a great community for me, but it was pretty young. And I think that was awesome. Cause I got to meet like people my age and meet my husband, but I think I would have been missing out on a lot had I not been like, okay, I'm going to go connect with an actual, like a church. Yeah, Cause young life is not exactly. a church. Right. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah. I just think there's so much value, like. For like a middle schooler to see a high school kid walking yeah. out their faith and a high school kid to see a, see a college kid walking out their faith and a college kid to see a young married walking out their mm-hmm. faith and a young married to see a parent with young kids walking yeah. out their faith and mm-hmm. like, and all those challenges that each phase of life comes with, you know, it's, there's just so much value. And I, yeah, I, I was one of the things that made me really excited about the church merge when it was yeah. talked about was the fact that there was going to be, you know, like a more complete body in my yeah, opinion yeah, after totally. that merge. And, and I think that that has, I mean, that has fleshed itself out. If it you, has, it really has. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been really, really great. And um, yeah, I just always want to like encourage if, you know, I got young high school and college kids listening, yeah. like, man, I encourage you to get into a missional community yeah. group, mm-hmm. um, totally. get plugged in, you know, get into the get into the nitty-gritty stuff with people because there's so much value and wisdom because a lot of times (laughs) we've made the dumb mistakes and we can be like yeah yeah you might not want to do that because here's how it worked out for me (laughs) and it wasn't great yeah and i think it's been really cool for me um i think like when we're talking about young life like it feels like kind of the last step and like i said i've been with these girls for four years some of them three like the last step for me is like okay 
you've probably gotten all you're yeah. going to get out of Young Life or all you're going to get yeah. out of me personally. Yeah. Like, come with me to church. And that yeah. has happened. And yeah. some, some of my girls are plugged into other churches, but I've had girls come with me or come with other leaders to yeah. church and now are plugged in here and are like, oh, like, they're getting a full experience of what, like, the family of God looks like rather than just me (laughs) which like i'm i can do some things but i'm not like you know (laughs) i'm just one person so that's been really cool that's awesome well what does is there movement on young life stuff in the community right now like what's that look like yeah um we're in a cool spot right now uh so we've lost a lot of leadership like because there is young life staff so there's like young life volunteers like myself and brian but then there's actual people that this is their job. Um, and our area director that covers West Salem and Monmouth um, got married and actually moved to Minnesota. So <laughs> he's a long ways away now. So um, we're kind of in like a leadership turnover spot right now. Um, but we would love, and it's on Young Life's radar. Yeah. Our town is on Young Life's radar, yeah. particularly Talmadge. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the middle school level is a great place to start, especially because we have these high school girls that are seniors that are like they've been involved they're like walking with jesus like they're very solid in their faith and they're ready to take on a more serious leadership role yeah um and i've chatted with some of them about like what would it look like to you know like maybe lead some middle school girls like if i continue to kind of like shepherd you like you know like in young life's like one of our taglines is like follow me as i follow jesus and for me it's like okay like i have the girls that are like looking to me as I follow Jesus like now I say to them okay what if there are some middle school kids that could follow you as you follow Jesus you know what I mean um so and there's quite a few people in town that have been involved in the past that um one of the biggest problems with doing in life in a college town is that it's just so transient like because sure leadership just comes and goes because we're all in that spot but you and I like are rooted here and there's some other people um that have young life experience and, and love the ministry that are more rooted and solid here that I think things could get going yeah. post COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Cause right Whatever now we can't like. really do a whole lot. Yeah. Sure. Sure. But, but yeah, we're still, we're just praying through it and working through it and yeah. Talking to people about it and yeah. Seeing where it goes. But for now it's kind of, it's kind of mm-hmm. our dream actually to start that here. But, yeah. Yeah. And I think the first step would be like literally just having like an informational, like, yeah. Hey, this is what this could look like. Yeah. But. Right. Yeah. Nice. It's like the uh, it's like Christian pyramid scheme. It yeah, is. exactly. <laughs> I love it. Let's drop the conflict. I already have it lined up. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I love a good pros awesome. and cons list. <laughs> well, you're like, oh, you know what? How did you get involved with worship? <laughs> <laughs> That's a loose term. <laughs> um. Okay. I like do not come from a musical family that's not true my dad can sing he was like a choir kid but I like just kind of assumed my whole life that I couldn't sing because I was never in choir I was never in anything and no one was ever like oh you can like sing yeah and I don't I'm not like a great singer but I'm like oh I'm not tone deaf like I have a that, voice. Was, that was a big perk when we were at like started dating and like coming to church and like worshiping and like you're like, oh, she's not tone deaf. Yeah, like, it's, it's great. That's awesome. Add that to the pros list. Add that yeah. to the pros list. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, Brian's been involved since, pretty much since he got here because yeah. he needed another excuse to come besides just me. Yeah. So he was like, oh, I'll just play guitar. I was like, I don't want to play guitar. I love music. So, um, 
yeah, I mean, obviously, like, he's been involved for, since he's been around, yeah. and I think I, I, I will say that, like, being with you, like, I have grown in my understanding of music and my confidence as, like, a, yeah, yeah, like, a singer, I guess, I don't I know. I was, like, like, she can actually, like, sing, like, I, like, yeah. I, like, even in the car, like, car singing is just, like, a weird thing, because you're in a car, and, like, you sure. louder, and you sing, you think you sound better than you do. Sorry, really. <laughs> Sorry to shatter some hearts there, but it's true. Um, there it was. I was wondering when Brian was going to take his shot. I know, right? There, I there it was. <laughs> I, like, I like to have one hot take of podcast. Yeah. Um, but that was, the, like, that was the moment, like, oh, like, she, like, can, like, follow a melody and follow a tune and, like, under, like is starting to really understand, like, what it means to, like, harmonize with something. And it's, like, seeing someone that came from no musical background at all or, like, no, like, idea that she could even sing or anything like that mm-hmm. and like watching that happen has been really cool yeah i i awesome. do need a lot of reassurance though like in yes. the car i'm always like i'll be like singing and i'll be like was that good was that really good did i harmonize it right and he's like yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> but, just sing song. but i think i've always i've always loved music i think yeah. most people do sure um and worship is something that i don't know i worship is so much broader than just music but i think like worship music specifically like I connect with God a lot through that. Um, so I think it's always something I've loved and enjoyed. I just didn't necessarily, wasn't like going to go get up on stage and sing, but yeah. I did once and I can do it again. Yep. I'm really learning how to harmonize. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. How long were you attending the worship missional community group before you came and sang on a worship so on a Sunday morning? A long time. I mean, I don't remember how long we started. Yeah, a year probably. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because I, I think I sang in like January or something, like yeah. very beginning of this year. So a while. Yeah. So this is me saying, I, when I say that stuff on Sunday morning, like come get involved, even if it's just yeah. in the Michelin community group yeah. and find it, find it where you're comfortable. I'm serious about it. I she want, seriously, I want people to have a heart for it. Even if they're not sure how. Yeah. But if you have a heart for it and you want to figure out how to get involved, come come talk to me. Come to the come to the worship missional community yeah. group. They're gonna be relaunching in September. Like that's that was one of my primary goals in creating a worship focused missional yeah. community group. And if you don't think you can sing, you might just go and find out that you can. It's true. Whoa. If no one says anything, Put you probably can't no <laughs> but Don't put that part on t-shirt. they will tell you if you're like they're like wow you have a great voice yeah. like, or uh maybe we should give you a symbol on a sunday how's that sound <laughs> can you play the piccolo we don't need a piccolo <laughs> i don't even know what that is like a mini flute tiny flute oh, I love flutes. Yeah. well cool well i'm glad yeah we're stoked to have you on the team Thanks. and you, you will be uh, singing he- again here very soon, just so you know. But just, a, just a heads up. I'm ready. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, moving on to the next section. What song did you bring today? I, <laughs> I'm really excited for you in particular, Seth, because I think I'm going to redeem the Christmas music for you. Oh, no. There's so a happy. song that I listen to year-round. It was off a Christmas album, but it's, like, very, very subtle Christmas. Okay. And also, I think, like, okay, like, there's no such thing as an Easter song. We talk about the resurrection year-round, you know? Sure. So there's really no such thing as a Christmas song either. 
unless it straight up says like Christmas. Christmas time. So um, it is technically a Christmas song, yeah. and I told myself I would do like a not mainstream worship artist, but it's totally a Hillsong song. <laughs> <laughs> but it's called Seasons. Okay, um, I. And it's my jam. Yeah, Brian. Yeah, I mentioned it once. Mentioned this one. Yes. Okay. I think <laughs> yes. uh, so. I have listened to it. Yeah. Um, but not recently. So it'll be good for me to get a refresher. So, so Seasons by Hillsong. We are going to take a minute and listen to it. So if you want to jump on YouTube, Spotify, wherever, and listen to it, read the lyrics as well, then we will come back and we'll talk about it. Oh, it's going. Well, We're back. We're I, I thought I had to hit the button one more time, but it's uh, it's going. Uh, okay, so that was Seasons by that was Hillsong or Hillsong United. Hillsong Worship. Hillsong Worship. There's, Who knows? Are they I know. Are they I, don't, I don't understand. How many different Hillsong? Hillsong Worship. So, um, yeah, very cool. I was like, I was thinking in my head because the first episode we were trying to listen to. We were going to try to listen to Springtime. We ended up listening to something else. I was like, oh, we could do this one. Yeah. Talks about winter. And then we could do Springtime right after yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's great. That's great. Perfect. Okay. Take it away. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, first of all, I'm an English teacher. So metaphors are like my jam. I just like songs that make me think. And I think there's a difference between like songs that you sing on a Sunday that are like pretty repetitive for a purpose. Like sure. to like meditate on that specific lyric or just be in the moment um and then i think there's songs that are more lyrically dense like this one that you think through and you talk through and you like listen and get something out of it at different times um but i think like i said it's like a christmas song it's subtly a christmas song like at the very end he kind of gets to that mm-hmm. but um really the the idea is that um like there are seasons of life and that's not the cliche but there's like darker seasons and there's not and I've been through both and I've come out of both and I've cycled through both you know um and I think it can be dangerous to it it could even be dangerous to read these lyrics and think like as say like a new believer or someone that's like coming into the faith and be like oh I'm gonna meet Jesus and everything's gonna be great and like prosperous yeah and that's not the case yeah um necessarily but we have this hope of future glory and of of he refers to it as like a tree, like from growing from yeah. a seed. Um, or he just refers to it as like the sun coming out, like yeah. the, the end of winter time. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot of metaphors there, but um, I think when you put it in that like Christmas context of like, okay, we're comparing the winter to like yeah. the birth of Christ, like yeah. nothing ch- like changed for no. people. I mean, it did because yeah. like the Messiah was here and there was this hope, Yeah, but circumstantially like, okay, we're still the same people. Yeah. Nothing has changed. Like, now yeah. there's this baby here, and yeah. that's great. Um, but it was, like, the fulfillment of a promise and the the fulfillment was going to happen. Like, okay, yeah. this is the, this is the this guy. This is the hope thing. Yeah, this yeah. is the guy that's going to do all of these things that yeah. the prophets told about, you know? Um, and so it's, like, holding on to Jesus as, like, the hope of the future. Mm-hmm. Um and I just like, it's like I said, so dangerous for us to say to new believers or whatever, like, oh, like Jesus is going to like, he's going to fix everything. Like your life's yeah. going to be great. You know what I mean? Cause that's just not the case. But what we should be saying is Jesus is like eventually going to come back yeah. and fix and this the, the like, hope. Yeah. Like this for. is the hope that you have to hold on to. Yeah. Even when you are in a winterous, yeah. winterous, 
word. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. Winter a season, right? Or like you're in some kind of so-called yeah. storm or whatever. Yeah. Um, maybe you're gonna come out of that in this lifetime. Maybe yeah. you're not. But ultimately, like Jesus is here. Yeah. And like the kingdom is here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's your hope, and that's what you should be holding on to. Yeah. So, um, that's just like solid foundation. Yeah. You're not. You're not building it on your circumstances of like, oh, great, everything's good now. Yeah. Because if that's what you're building your faith on, then you're going to lose it. Exactly. Um, but if you build it on like, okay, the kingdom is here and there's this future hope for me in Jesus, yeah. then you're going to be sustained. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's good. I love the like, you were the first person to show me this song. I never heard it before. I remember we were in the car our last year and you're like, have you heard this song before? And when you ask me that, it's usually like, I usually know this Every time I get a, I find a song that he hasn't heard before, I get so excited. <laughs> and I, like, I was like, all right, here we go. And I was listening to it, and I was like, this is fantastic. Yeah. And what I loved was, like, the first thing that, like, came to my mind and was put on my heart was, like, this is just, like, talking about the nature of God himself, too. Mm-hmm. And, like, the, like, nature of patience. And, like, I don't want to skip around a lot because there's a lot of, of yeah. words here. But, like, one of the best was in this this bridge, it was, like, for all I know of seasons that you take your time, you could have saved us in a second. Instead, you sent a child. Right. It's like, okay, like, the nature of patience is, like, that's who God is. Yeah. Is that, like, this is, like, anything. It could have been done in a second. But, like, sending his son and, like, making us wait and, like, bringing that, like, growth and patience. Mm-hmm. And, like, Jesus, it just fully wraps around that, like, Jesus living the life we should be living mm-hmm. of, like, 33 years of, like, growing and, like, yeah. and being built up from a seed. Yeah. And I thought that was fascinating and like made me dive deeper into lyrics for music. I'm usually just like the music guy. Yeah, like, you're the music guy and I'm the yeah. lyrics person. Yeah. And yeah, you've shown me a whole new world. Wow. <laughs> that was really almost cheesy. <laughs> it, was, it was cheesy. Anyways. The eye contact was intense. <laughs> <laughs> Again, glad I did a video. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you, I mean, you mentioned it. It is lyrically dense. Yeah. Yes. Um, so my question is, what, what did we talked in like the first episode, we talked about like kind of how I have kind of a categories of mm-hmm. worship music. Where do you think this song falls in that? I think, uh, sorry, go ahead. It's a bad name. Go ahead. <laughs> no, what were you going to say? Uh, I was going to say like a blue Christmas. I think that yeah. would like very much fit that like totally. season and that like that context. Mm-hmm. Of, of like here's hope for the future like when you think of blue christmas you think about what it is and like what we're singing about like it's incredibly like it's sad and it's, it's like sad, a, yeah. a season of mourning and like mm-hmm. for people that are going through that and having a song like this even to end it of like there's still hope yeah like there's, yeah. there's a hope that you're leading towards like totally. you're here for a reason yeah i mean i think like you said it's like it would be too lyrically dense to like on a Sunday morning yeah. let's worship to this mm-hmm. song you yeah. know because it's like you can't keep up with it yeah but um I mean I agree I think a blue, like blue Christmas is like mm-hmm. the perfect venue for that but sure. but even just a um like a, a worship yeah. night or whatever even like mm-hmm. a holiday worship night too yeah 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 I'll get one of those. yeah, yeah. Worship night. that could be cool <laughs> that would be great I wear a sweater yeah. Can it be one of those glitter sweaters that when you like rub it up and down it like changes? Sequins, <laughs> yeah, I have one of those. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I same kind of idea. Yeah. Um, I do think it would be difficult on a regular Sunday morning because mm-hmm. it, it, it reminds me of another Hill song. So will I. So will I. Was I right. Yeah. Incredible lyrical content, mm-hmm. but there, there's never really like 
a moment that the church can like latch onto. Yeah. Exactly. You know, which I which yeah. is always my concern. Yeah. With something that we would do on a Sunday. Yeah. But, um, but we have done so will I at yeah. worship mm-hmm. nights which and was perfect and mm-hmm. perfect setting. So cool. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So cool. Great. Really, really cool moments when we've done that song. Yeah. Love that song. So yeah, I'm yeah totally the same way. Yeah. I think I think it it could also be done intentionally on a Sunday morning as a special music where yeah. you might not you you would you would preface it and say, um, you know, this is more of an opportunity for you to contemplate the lyrics, yeah. and contemplate yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So there's not as much pressure for people to sing along. Mm-hmm. Um. Because yeah. yeah, it is. It is dense. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do, my favorite line of the entire song is the last line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let me read it again. From Bethlehem's soil grew Calvary's sequoia. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I mean, it ties like the whole point of the song into that one line to end. That's just really really I love that. I like did a deep dive of this song. And one of the biggest like things they talked about in writing it was the like, of like using sequoia as the like seed growing into sequoia mm-hmm. like how sequoias become stronger and bigger and like become what they are because they go through harsh winters and like yeah. they need that to mm-hmm. become big and yeah. strong and, and power like beautiful mm-hmm. and so i loved that when i read that i was like okay this song has a whole other perspective and meaning for me now right of like the, you're gonna go like facing this like again you're gonna make it out but you're gonna make it out stronger because right. you need that to grow and to become more, more trusting and more faith. Yeah, and I think, like you said, Seth, that last line, like, wraps the whole, because yeah. it's, like, the metaphor of the seed, the metaphor of the winter, and then it's talking about Jesus as a baby, and, like, that last line kind of, like, brings all of those different metaphors together of, mm-hmm. like, Jesus coming, or God sending Jesus as a child, like a helpless infant, yeah. you know what I mean, Um, grew into and became, like, the salvation of the world, you know what I mean? And, like, yeah. It's just a, I mean, it's an it's an old concept. Like yeah. other songs are about that, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I think it just the the nature metaphor gives it like a new perspective. Um, and like you said, I think Brian in the beginning where it says like, um, nature acquaints us with yeah. the nature of patience. Yeah. So like the actual seasons of the earth and yeah. the way that trees take time to yes. grow and all of that, like that teaches us about yeah. what patience looks like exactly. and and what can be the result of our patience if we stick with it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Good. So. Good. Let's just say this. Pers- being persistent is key. Persistent. Con- consistent? No. No, no. Yes, was I right? Yes, I oh. See, I usually get that wrong. And I actually, <laughs> <laughs> I usually get an English lesson about it. Um, That's true. I was just relating that to how yeah. we started dating, too. Oh. Anyway, persistence. <laughs> yeah, you you were persistent. I'll give you that. There's no such thing as a friend zone. You were persistent. I oh, love it. I love that. Uh, well, also I would like to clarify because uh, I don't hate Christmas music. We know you don't hate Christmas. Sorry. I hate doing the same yes. songs over and over and over and over and over. Uh-huh. So, I'm I'm happy to do some. Yeah. classics yes. but i'm also constantly on a journey to locate yeah new totally yes christmas music well and, and i think part of what's hard about some christmas music is because it it is so familiar to us it's like singing like the star spangled banner yeah. like you don't even think about what you're singing because you're sure. so it, like yeah conditioned it's hard to get a new perspective on something you've heard yeah 
And so I think what you said about has like a special sound of like, okay, let's actually like, it's the same holiday (laughs) and the same event, Mm -hmm. but put in a new way that you can think about differently. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, I would for sure be down for doing doing Mm -hmm. this in some, some aspects this winter forget it we convinced him <laughs> yeah it even has that like wintry like piano thing in the yeah. background. Mm-hmm. or is it piano chimes, chimes? yeah chimes. So. yeah it's cute <laughs> <laughs> um well that's good thanks for coming on yeah it was awesome i was excited it's fun it's do fun. you guys have like a cool like ending tagline no no yeah you need to develop you can write that for us Seriously. Right one out on the pros and cons board for it. I need to like search through the app and see if I can find some fun like little yeah. outro some music. Some beats to throw in there. <laughs> yeah. Outro. yeah. Little, we're, we're getting that. We're five episodes deep. We're start, starting to you figure it out. You guys are killing it. Just, just scratching the surface on what we can do. I can't wait. Can't no, wait it's been, been a lot of fun. It has been. Been a lot of fun. So, uh, Next week should be... Leilani Woo. coming on. Um, and then uh, Miss Anna Fetcher, I think the week after that. So. Nice. And then uh, I got to start scheduling September because we're almost done with August. So. Bananas. I know. I know. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. We started this thing <laughs> and you awesome. were just a fiance. <laughs> All right. I never Look how you've grown. And like, here we are. Five episodes in. I feel very adult now. Do you feel different? <laughs> Uh, All right, well, love you, church. It's been fun. It's been real. It's been real fun. There it is. Tagline. It's It's been real. It's been real fun. It's been real fun. It's a good one. We'll catch you in the next one. (laughs) We say that all the time at our house. Yes. (laughs) All right. Love you guys. Bye. We'll uh, see you next time. Talk to you next week. Yeah.